You're listening to Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 FM KCSU Fort Collins for Thursday, November 30th. I'm Lee Zimpel, your news director. And I'm Tyler Weatherwax, your assistant news director. And we are the voices behind the Rocky Mountain Review news broadcast that airs every Tuesday and Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. As always, we here at the Rocky Mountain Review strive to give you the most up-to-date, unbiased, and factual news. On today's show, traveling on campus might have just gotten a little easier. You can now bike through CSU on a new trail. This and more in Campus News with Tyler. And what is more important to the Fort Collins community, conservation or recreation? Learn about the latest ideas for what to do with the former Hughes Stadium land with Lee and local news. Then, if you're looking for ways to get in a festive mood for the holidays, this week is wrapping up with some local events that could do just that. You'll get the event rundown with Tyler. Later on in the broadcast, the book band Culture War is ongoing throughout the U.S. One battle in Colorado Springs just marked a new turn. Learn about learn more in national news with Lee. And with that, we'll get started with campus news. Hello, I'm Tyler Weatherwax, and this is your Colorado State University campus news. A new bike trail has opened on campus, allowing easier travel across campus. The Mountain Loop Trail expands on the already well-traveled trails that spread across campus and the city of Fort Collins. The Mountain Loop Trail now creates a path from the visual arts and chemistry buildings. The new trail came at a cost of $1.65 million. The goal of the trail is to help with easier travel across campus and to reduce accidents. A new program introduced by Colorado State University aims to help its employees take time off when they need it. The new program, FAMILY, F-A-M-L-I, stands for the Family and Medical Leave Insurance Program. The new program is going to help employees here at CSU take time off they need for such things as health conditions and newborn babies. The program will be an alternative to the state's family plan and will act independently. Coming up next is your local news with Lee, who will be covering the polls and what it shows about Fort Collins. In local news, the Larimer County Sheriff's Office is partnering with UC Health to train for quicker, safer responses to remote area emergencies. UC Health's team of pilots and flight nurses is called Lifeline. Lifeline is training the police search and rescue team in both safety and technical skills, from learning the right procedures to flying the hospital helicopter. The police SAR team is in the process of trying to get their own helicopter to use for these missions. In the meantime, authorities are making use of the Lifeline team and their resources. According to CBS News, the trainings could help police cover more ground when traveling to emergencies. During mountain emergencies, they often happen in very remote areas, and usually that means no access to cell service. But LSCO Emergency Services Sergeant Derek Rosenkiss said that traveling to the search area could take hours by car, and hiking through it could take even more. With a helicopter, that could shrink the travel time down to about an hour. Rosenkiss said that working with UC Health has been a good experience so far, and he feels confident that lives have been saved while working with them. The sheriff's office told CBS News that once they're able to get funding for their own helicopter, it would let police serve the community in ways they couldn't on their own. Officials hope to have their own fully fleshed-out search program in the coming years. Based on voting results, the Fort Collins community largely supports both conservation and recreation. Those two values could either be going head-to-head or working together in the latest debate on what to do for the former Hughes Stadium land. One local grassroots group is pushing for a new idea to build a world-class bike park along the foothills. The Fort Collins Bike Park Collective is the group behind the push. According to CBS News, the goal for the city is you have one of the biggest bike parks in the region. 
They're shooting for a size of about 60 to 80 acres. Kevin Krause is one of the leaders behind the effort. Krause said that the biking scene is huge in Fort Collins and that it's a staple part of the city's identity. Fort Collins holds over 200 miles of paved cycling lanes and paths. It's recognized as a platinum-level cycling community. But one thing lacking for the biking community is the number of challenging cycling courses. Cyclers who want to experience jumps or hills don't have many options in the city. One park that does exist is the Spring Canyon Pump Park. It's about half an acre in size. For some cyclists, including kids who regularly visit the park, half an acre is too small. According to CBS, kids at the park said they wished it was bigger because it feels limiting and that a more challenging one would help them grow their biking skills. Krauss said that the idea of an 80-acre park keeps local parents and kids in mind, especially those who want to stop traveling to other places to get the challenges they want. And he said building it on the old Hughes Stadium land could reflect the community's values in multiple ways. Before 2017, the Hughes Stadium was where CSU football was once played, and now, years later, the land remains vacant. Originally, CSU planned on using the land for housing and commercial uses, before Collins conservationists believed in a different idea. After the stadium was torn out, it left a massive humid-made scar. Conservationists pushed for an effort to preserve the land as an open space, letting it heal and regrow. In April, voters agreed the community voted to prevent building on the land. And also recently, voters passed a measure to up sales tax to direct money towards adding new recreation opportunities. Kraus said that based on those two votes, the bike park idea could meet both of those goals. The land is a little over 160 acres in size, and according to Kraus, using up to 80 of that means that most of the land could stay as it is, while also promoting outdoor recreation. Contributions to this story come from the Colorado Sun and CBS News. I'm Lee Zimpel, and those were your local news updates. Coming up, the rest of the week has some festive events to get you in the mood for the holidays. Tyler will tell you more after the break. Tribal Rights is a proud supporter of KCSU and the KCSU Volleyball Broadcast. Located on 628 College Ave, Tribal Rights is a full custom tattoo and piercing studio, as well as a jewelry and permanent jewelry boutique. For more information about Tribal Rights, visit tribalrites.tattoo.com. I'm Tyler Weatherwax with your upcoming Fort Collins events. Tonight at the Lincoln Center is a Blue Violin Candlelight Christmas. The special Christmas evening will feature classical artist Blue Violin, who fuses a unique crossover of other genres into its music to create a beautiful Christmas experience. The show starts tonight at 7 p.m. 
Tomorrow night we'll continue the holiday cheer with Carol Fest. Tomorrow night in tomorrow night in Old Town Square at 6:30 p.m. Carols will be ringing throughout Old Town, performed by Choice City Singers. They'll be singing all your favorite carols. Also tomorrow night is the University Symphony Orchestra concert. Symphonic Stories. The unique blend of music and storytelling will start at 7.30 p.m. at the CSU Center for Arts. And Saturday night, we'll see Harbor. The alternative rock band will be playing at the coast starting at 8 p.m. Coming up with... Coming up next with Lee is national news. Book bans across the country continue, and gas prices have had some recent changes. Find out why after the break. This is Christopher Jack, and you're listening to KCSU. Welcome back from the break, and here are your national updates. Book bans is an ongoing culture war between Republican leaders, parents, and schools across the country, including Colorado. Right now, several state school districts are facing book ban attempts. And now, in the latest attempt, Republican leaders are now calling for a criminal investigation with the goal to remove hundreds of books from schools in Colorado Springs. The investigation aims to remove books through the lens of obscenity laws. The call for possible charges marks a turn in the battle in the state. The conservative advocacy group Take Back District 20 said the books in question are, quote, clear criminal activity. A handful of recognized conservative Colorado leaders signed a petition calling for the investigation. Those who signed include two Republican state representatives, Scott Bottoms and Ken DeGraff, The petition was also endorsed by several conservative groups in El Paso County, including the county's Republican Party and a handful of local churches. The petition read that the goal was to protect minors against, quote, absurd, destructive ideologies. It also called for legal penalties against people promoting or owning, quote, obscene material. Along with the petition, Republican State Representative Rose Pugsenley, or excuse me, Puglisi, sent a separate letter. The letter pushed for prosecutors to work with schools collaboratively when evaluating books. According to Nine News, her letter acknowledged that she had not read the books in question. Puglisi also signed the petition. As of now, the DA office said in a statement it's still in the process of figuring out what to do next and that the information in both the petition and letter need to be assessed. Gas prices are falling in parts of the U.S., with 16 states sitting at an average of $3 or less per gallon. Prices have steadily lowered since last month, making it about 10 weeks straight of decline, according to AP News. Experts are pointing to three key factors behind the trend. A recent dip in oil prices, a seasonal dip in demand, and, on paper, easing overall inflation. 
Despite the drop, lower gas prices might not stick around later down the road still. And according to the New York Times, many Americans are still feeling the impact of inflation, of inflation overall, despite the numbers saying it's easing. For now, in terms of gas prices, experts are thinking it could hold steady for at least a couple months. But at the same time, experts are still keeping an eye open, especially overseas, according to AAA spokesperson Andrew Gross. If the downward trend continues, though, we could see the decline in gas prices lasting into the new year. Hamas and Israel extended their temporary truce in Gaza by another day, just minutes before it was set to expire. The ceasefire, which was originally set to end on Monday, paused the deadliest fighting between Israel and Palestinians in Gaza in decades. Under the ceasefire, there's been a number of exchanges of hostages and prisoners between both sides. The latest exchange had 10 Israeli women and children and four Thai nationals freed by Hamas. Israel followed with the release of a group of Palestinian prisoners. Among those released so far, it was confirmed Wednesday by President Joe Biden that a second Israeli-American hostage was freed by Hamas. According to AP News, Israel said it would resume the war in Gaza to scrub Hamas off its 16-year rule, but it's facing a growing international pressure to extend the ceasefire. Here's a quick rundown of the latest updates out of Gaza this week. Mediators are pushing for sparing southern Gaza from the same devastating ground offensive much of the north faced. Israel compares Hamas to the Islamic State group ISIS, but critics say that comparison misses the mark in some key ways. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is pushing for truce extension on behalf of the Biden administration and says there are talks about giving humanitarian aid to Gaza. And in an interview with an Israeli woman freed by Hamas, she described worsening conditions in captivity. She said people were fed well at first, but eventually went hungry. She was held for nearly 50 days. All information in this story comes from the Associated Press. That'll wrap up national news for now. We'll take a quick break, and then Tyler will be back with your CSU Sports Report. Unit D42, give recap on game six of No Ball. Error, error, did not attend. Tuning into KCSU FM Sports Show for recap. Beep, boop. KCSU Sports always has and always will bring you sports. Beep, boop. CSU basketball won last night against their rivals, the CU Buffs. The final score last night ended 88-83, leading the Rams to have a perfect 8-0 record for the season so far. The Rams scored nine three-pointers last night and 25 free throws. That's an 80% success rate for their free throws for last night. The Rams will play again on Saturday night against Washington. And the Rams football season has ended after falling to 5-7 and seven with a loss against Hawaii. They were one game short of being eligible for a bowl game, but the team has seen significant improvement since last year. The Rams finished last year 3-9, and nine, and now the team has a bright future with their head coach and players.
And finally, the Denver Broncos are on a hot streak, winning five straight games. The team hasn't won five straight games since 2015, the year the team won Super Bowl 50. The Broncos' next game against the Texans will prove to be a difficult game. Now, figure out if you need your coat or not this weekend with Lee covering weather. The time for that sunny blend between fall and winter this week has come to an end. There will be a chance for the sun and warmer temps to make a comeback after the weekend, but for now, you can brace for some colder, snowier weather. Today, we had a little bit of sun peeking out through some clouds, but it stayed relatively chilly with some wind. Temperatures reached no higher than 37 degrees. Tonight, temperatures will continue dropping following the afternoon high until it hits a low of about 18 degrees. You can expect some more of those colder breezes from today, but they should be light and scattered. The sky will stay mostly cloudy. Friday, the clouds will stick around and we'll see another high of 37. It might feel slightly colder than today, though, because the sun won't show quite as much. Then Friday night, you can prepare for a chance of snow showers before 11 p.m. It'll be mostly, cloudy, it'll be mostly cloudy as it reaches a low of 18. The sun will make a little bit of a comeback this weekend. On Saturday, it'll be partly sunny and the high will warm up to about 42. It'll be pretty windy, though. It'll especially pick up afternoon. Winds could move as fast as 36 miles an hour. The wind could carry over into Saturday evening as it reaches a low of 22 degrees. Then on Sunday, we might get another round of snow in the morning. The sky should clear up near the afternoon. Sky should look mostly sunny. The high will ride near 47. Sunday night, it'll be cloudy, and you can expect a return for some breezy winds. The low will drop to about 27 degrees. Hopefully you can stay warm this week, especially if it snows. People either hate it or love it, so I hope you can find a way to have a nice weekend, whatever that looks like for you. So thank you for joining me for the rest of this week's weather forecast. Information comes from the National Weather Service. And that is all for today. We would like to thank Damien Castile for our amazing theme music. We'd also like to thank the rest of our staff here at KCSU and Rocky Mountain Student Media. We couldn't do this without you. Finally, we couldn't do this without you, dear listener, so thank you. If you missed any part of today's show, you can find the RMR podcast on kcsufm.com under the news or podcast section. You can also find us on Spotify or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts by searching KCSU News. And with that, we'll see you next time.